This is loudspeaker. Hi, and welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. The National Charity League is for mothers and their daughters, grades 7 to 12, to participate in a program that fosters the mother-daughter relationship through community service, leadership development, and cultural experiences. Established in 1925, NCL is a multi-generational, philanthropic organization of mothers and daughters who volunteer nearly 3 million hours to over 4,000 charities, creating a national annual $68 million philanthropic impact. With 282 chapters in 29 states and 200,000 members and alumni, NCL programs empower members to succeed as confident, well-rounded contributors to society while making a positive impact in the communities they serve. Today, I spend time with Colleen Meyer, current president of the Fort Collins chapter of National Charity League. Colleen and her daughter Carly are now in their fifth year with NCL and have served in a variety of leadership roles together. They have volunteered nearly 100 hours in their community. Both Colleen and Carly are true advocates for this organization and the incredible opportunities it provides mothers and daughters to positively impact others in their community. They've loved connecting with new people and most of all, spending cherished time together. In addition to her volunteer work, Colleen is in her 20th year in higher education, where she has had the privilege to connect donors to their passions. She's also a trained leadership coach and enjoys working with young women to illuminate who they are, challenge their inner voice, and live life graciously. So I am excited to have Colleen Meyer, Fort Collins Chapter President of National Charity League here on the show. And I'm excited because I am actually part of the Young Men's Service League, YMSL, and I had them on the show. And that's how I got interested in just serving back in our community with my son. But this makes me excited because I get to serve in the community with my daughter with National Charity League. The other thing that makes me super excited is that this is a huge organization and has some history behind it. So Colleen, welcome to the show. Um, I want you to just maybe talk to me a little bit more about the history of National Charity League for people who haven't heard of it, and maybe share with me how has it evolved over the years? Yeah, so you know, National Charity League um, this year is celebrating its 95th anniversary. So it's been around um, quite some time, and it really, um, was evolved by a special group of women in the LA area who, um, and I want to give recognition to her name. Her name was Gladys Bernice Wilkinson. And she, they started out by making um, layettes for the American Red Cross and then also assembled food baskets for the hungry. And so they called themselves at that time the National Charity League. And then over a course of about 11 years, they started to do a little bit more and they started involving their daughters. 
and um, and then um, the daughter started doing things at their at the children's hospital in Los Angeles, and and from there, then it just progressed into more and more opportunities to build leadership skills and the daughters and actually the mothers, um, and really provide opportunities to give back to their local communities um, via um, volunteering. So. You know, it, it has a long history. Um, it's been around and has done just amazing work throughout the United States. And um, it's just, it's really neat to be part of something that has such a tradition and, and has such a strong roots in, in, uh, in the United States. Yeah. And it's exciting because it does have that history and I love that history. Um, but I also think it's kind of funny because we're as uh, mothers are called patronesses, but the young daughters are called TikTokers. And I think that's kind of funny just because now we have an app that everybody does TikToks and, you know, things like that. But it made me giggle a little because of the name TikTokers. Um, so talk to me a little bit more about where that name came from. I love this story as well. Um, and how were the daughters called TikTokers? Yeah, so um, when they began kind of creating the, the organization a little bit more, they wanted to focus on bringing in daughters that were in grade levels, seven through 12. And, um, but at the time, they just chose a name for the daughters who were, you know, giving back and they, the group was named TikTokers. And it's funny, um, Natalie, because I thought the same thing when I joined NCL, I thought, what on earth is this patronesses and TikTokers and why are we called this? And it took a little while to get used to. Um, and it was the same thing with patronesses. I think they just decided this is what we're going to name ourselves. And um, so they did. And, you know, it's just been part of a tradition. I think, obviously, there's probably a lot of opinions as to whether or not that should um, always be what we call ourselves. But at the, at the end of the day, it's really about what we do and who we serve. Yeah. And um, I think uh, uh, we just really enjoy being part of spending time with our daughters together yeah. And, and yeah. Them that. yeah and I think that you know with the TikToker name the thing that I remember learning was that they had their daughters there with them while they were giving back or serving and the daughters were watching the time go by and so that's why they were called you know TikTokers and yeah. so it might be different from what we call as TikTokers in our day and age but I love how, even though it has such a great history, that it's almost like coming back to the relevancy of our time in a kind of a funny way and a, and a different play on the word. But I love that we're patronesses and TikTokers as well. Yeah. yeah um, you know, so, what's, funny, what's funny about the TikTokers, I think, is because they were watching time. That hasn't changed with our daughters. It's just how they're watching it is different that's now. True. But even in our meetings, you know, I, I think about that. I thought, well, back then they didn't have these things called cell phones that they're looking at the time all you know constantly or I don't it's probably not even the time they're looking at but um it is funny how I've even observed that with uh my daughter in certain meetings and stuff you know they're paying attention to the time for various reasons so it definitely is fitting for them yeah well and I bet you they don't even know what a second hand is anyway <laughs> Yeah, so they're probably like, what are you sure. talking about, mom? I was looking at the numbers, you know, the little seconds yeah. on the digital type of clock. Right. So yeah, That's that was so pretty funny, funny though. Um, so how, how did you get involved? And tell me a little bit more about yourself. I know that you do some things with, the, with Colorado State University, but how did you decide to get involved with your daughter uh, and, and be part of Ch National Charity Link? Yeah, so um, just a little bit of backstory. When I was growing up, I um, grew up with three older brothers, all very active in athletics. 
Um, and then by the time I rolled around, uh, I was not as interested in athletics as they were. And I think my parents were probably breathing a sigh of relief at that point. But it was also very challenging because, um, you know, my mom wanted to make sure that I was involved. And, and so what, what could I involve my daughter in? And, you know, I tried everything. But the organization that stuck with me at that time was 4-H. And so I was very involved in it. And, and what I liked about it was the community service and the giving back and the, the leadership skills that it provided me um, was instrumental in, in my growth um, throughout my, my youth. Um, and then, you know, many years later, along came my daughter, and um, she definitely was kind of the same way. Like, athletics was she's very active, but she wasn't into playing any, you know, uh, organized sports. So I kind of had the same aha moment that my mom did is thinking, okay, I, we've got to get involved. She's got to get involved in something. What do we do? We both really value giving back to our community and, and as, a, as a family. And so I had a colleague who introduced National Charity League to me and said, you know, have you heard about this organization? It's for mothers and daughters to, to serve together. And at that point, I kind of made a, a career shift, um, although with the same organization, but um, decided to do something different because my daughter was going into middle school and I just had a job that was keeping me on the road a lot and I wanted to be around more. And so started thinking, okay, what can we do together to really build our bond over these next few years? Because we all know if you have daughters that it tends to get a little sticky sometimes. So, um, you know, it was just kind of serendipitous that this conversation happened and, and I was making a, a change kind of in my career and, and we were starting to look at how do we get more involved. And so that's really, we just became involved in it. And um, it's been amazing for my daughter. Um, she's thoroughly enjoyed giving back to the community and experiencing all the different philanthropies in our community. And I've just really enjoyed meeting other moms and getting, um, getting to know everybody. And so, yeah, it's, it's just really been a, a blessing to us and our family. Yeah. Do you know how long this particular chapter has been here in Fort Collins? I do. In fact, this year, the Fort Collins chapter is celebrating its 30th anniversary. So uh, NCL, in my uh, eyes, has a lot to celebrate this year. 95 mm -hmm. anniversary for national and 30 years for the Fort Collins chapter. So I credit those women who had a vision to bring this to Fort Collins and, and know that, you know, this was something that really could be uh, life-changing for a lot of mothers and daughters in the community. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how people get involved. You know, like for me, I know you said that um, daughters seven to 12, uh, it, when they're in the school age of seven to 12, right? Mm -hmm. But you can, can you join at any time? Is it recommended to join when your daughter is entering seventh grade? How does it all work to become a member so that people that are listening know? Yeah, it's um, definitely, well, um, a little bit of a process, but definitely not undoable. It's, we really recommend that um, it, it's, it's a lot through word of mouth um, because those grades seven through 12, we keep limited to about 25 participants. And, and that is solely to create a very um, inclusive environment for our daughters and not to get too big where really start seeing a lot of clicks and, and things happening so we but they're welcome from any school 
um, within, you know, Larimer County. And so that's really the beauty of it is, is to, to mix it up um, with different high schools or different middle schools to, to get them engaged. And um, we have a membership drive that happens, you know, towards right after the first of the year. And we really rely on our current membership to recruit new members. And so they do that through a way of kind of being their sponsor. And it's not a monetary sponsor, it's more just a connecting sponsor. We want them to get out there, talk to their friends who may have daughters going into the seventh grade next year, or you know, um, they, they can join anywhere up um, through ninth grade. And um, just to help them facilitate the, the application process and, and get them involved. So that's where we rely is really on our current membership to help us recruit new members. And um, then we also do some, some, you know, reaching out to our, our schools as well, if they can include it in a newsletter or something along those lines so that we get a good representation um, of members from uh, across the different schools in Port Collins. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea, having that sponsor, whether you have a sponsor or not. So for me, I was sponsored uh, by Yee Campbell, and she is a friend that I also interviewed for the YMSL um, podcast. But it was so helpful because she reminded me when the membership drive was coming up, you know, what I had to do for the application process and any other questions along the way just to kind of get in there and kind of get this momentum going. And so it was super helpful to have a sponsor. I think it's I think it's a great idea to have a sponsor. I also um, understood that at membership meetings um, or at the early membership meeting or the orientation, that if you didn't have a sponsor, that you would pair somebody up with somebody that was already there. Um, and so that was really nice to know that people that are interested that might not know if they know somebody in National Charity League, that they can still be paired up with a sponsor and still have that support, that encouragement, and that step-by-step -step process of helping you get through this, just getting into the National Charity League. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We want to make sure that those who are, you know, joining for the first time, almost just kind of have like a, a buddy, you know, mm -hmm. and a mentor to just to be with them along their first year to answer any questions. Because we have a lot going on and it can get a little overwhelming at times to try to keep track of all of it, plus all the other things um, we as moms have to keep track of. So uh, we always want to make sure that we have that support for our new members coming in. Yeah. So let's talk about what National Charity League does. So I know that there's meetings, right, for the TikTokers, for the patronesses. There's also some events that come along and then you've got the philanthropy. So let's kind of talk through people that are listening that want to get involved, whether it is in Fort Collins or in one of the other many chapters across the states. You know, what, what, what happens once you're in National Charity League? Yeah. So, you know, National Charity League really... Um, again, fosters that mother-daughter relationship. And they do it through three ways, um, community service, leadership development, and cultural experiences. And so that's really how our curriculum, if you will, is built, is around those, those three particular areas. So the community service aspect is giving um, our time back to our local philanthropies. And we partner with, oh, a good, 40 philanthropies in um, Larimer County to uh, give back to. And, um, uh, you know, those are really the way that our girls and even our mothers really get exposed to the wonderful nonprofits that we have here um, in our community. And so as a member, you're required to do so many hours of giving back 
um, to those philanthropies. And, you know, your first year and your last year on NCL, it's uh, 10 hours. And then those in between years, it's 15 hours. But uh, I can assure you that everybody pretty much surpasses those uh, hands down. They get so excited about giving back. So, you know, that's a piece that uh, definitely is core to us. Our leadership development is really where we build in um, leadership roles within the classes. So the seventh grade class has a board and the president and vice president and secretary. And so every class has those leadership opportunities so that our daughters can start gaining leadership skills and building that confidence that they need um, to, to do great things in the world when it's time for them to do that. So um, that's the other piece. Plus it also, it's leadership development for us, Natalie. Like I, in a million years, wouldn't have said, oh, well, actually, I'll take that back. The very first meeting my daughter and I went to, chapter meeting, we left, and we're driving home, and I'm sitting there just kind of quiet, thinking through things, and she looked at me, and she said, I think I know what you're thinking. And I thought, well, this is interesting. I said, oh, tell me, what am I thinking? And she said, you want to be president of this chapter, don't you? And I thought, how did you know that? <laughs> So I, I was so encouraged and so excited about its mission that I couldn't help but to think, how can I, you know, give back in a bigger way to it and, and, and help us grow and evolve. So, um, you know, the leadership development for mothers and the opportunities we have, I think uh, it's incredible. And it, for many of us, it kind of takes us away from maybe our day to day, um, wherever that is, and, and helps us, you know, just kind of refocus and and do something that makes us feel really good. So um, that leadership development is a definitely big piece. And then the cultural experiences, you know, we want to embrace um, the knowledge and the education around different cultures. And we do that through our programming and um, just really want to, you know, expose everybody to what else is out there and, and, and build their cultural awareness. So that's another piece too. Um, that we do. So there's a lot of hours of philanthropy required. There are a lot of meetings to go to that are required, but at the end of the day, it's all worth it. Yeah. And I love that there's also a curriculum, I believe, for the girls, for the TikTokers um, in their meetings. So they kind of have something that they follow along as they go through this through the different years that they have, whether it's part of the leadership or cultural right uh, development, but they're learning about different things and they actually have a curriculum and a program to actually follow. Um, and then you've got mom's meetings too. Now are the moms, I've been to one mom's meeting, but what now let's, let's talk about this right now. So we, had to shift, obviously. Everybody has had to shift with what's going on with the current pandemic, with COVID and social distancing. Um, but what are the moms meetings like? And, you know, how has, well, let's cover that first. What, what are the moms meetings like first? Yeah. So, you know, generally they, uh, we, we do all sorts of different things. Sometimes they're at every meeting it's to bring to get, bring, um, chapter information forward. So share updates, let them know what's going on during or, you know, with the organization, bring in information from the national headquarters that they might be interested in, as well as just our local chapter and, and what's happening. So always an opportunity for our board to share what they're working on and ask for feedback, uh, those sorts of things. So, um, you know, we, in the past, we have done all sorts of things. We've done things where we've gathered um, to, you know, share in learning 
how to make a bread and cheese board at a local company, or we've um, come together and we support a local business, uh, art business, and we, we go together and we make these fantastic scarves together, or, um, or we bring in a guest speaker who can talk about um, things that maybe will help us as we guide and mentor our daughters to be the best that they can be, or just to help us. Um, we've had you know, lots of speakers on, on all sorts of things that we are dealing with. So it's, you know, we bring in the education piece, we'll bring in some fun. It's very, very diverse in what we do for those meetings. But hands down, one of the priorities of those meetings is to always be there to provide updates on what's happening with NCL. That's good to know. And how are you seeing this shift with the current pandemic and with both TikToker meetings and with patroness meetings? Uh, so this, you know, like everybody, this kind of took us by surprise and um, really um, impacted us in terms of what we do. And, and even from this aspect of serving our philanthropies, a lot of what we do with those philanthropies is on site. So it's helping them at a special event or, um, you know, going to their facility and, and doing something at their facility. So um, that all just completely shifted uh, for us. And we've had to really, I'm trying not to use the word pivot, but we, we really had to, I mean, we really had to turn the Titanic on, okay, what, how are we going to address this? Because this is so true to our core as an organization and how do we work with our philanthropies? And I think we've done a really good job at figuring out how do we support them by doing things from home, like writing cards and giving notes of inspiration and just those sort of things so that we can maintain, um, you know, what makes us feel good about being part of this organization. So definitely um, the philanthropy work um, had to change completely. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of our meetings, you know, we really had to shift everything to virtual for a while. And always, for me, I suddenly felt like I had to become the expert in our you know, and all the guidelines that are out there, state, city, federal, all of those pieces, just really trying to stay on top of that because of, you know, the last thing I wanted to do is to put anybody at risk or not represent our national headquarters um, very well. So always keeping up on that, which, you know, that wasn't in my little job description when I, you know, signed up to be president. So um, it, it definitely, somebody said to me the other day, is, is it exhausting? And I said, well, I don't, I wouldn't call it exhausting, but it's definitely taken a lot more time and just, you have to really get your mindset on a whole different way of, of how you're going to conduct your business. Or, mm -hmm. um, so we've, you know, we've shifted to virtual. We're now kind of, because um, of our new um, COVID guidelines, we're able to start meeting in smaller groups and, and start kind of um, bringing everybody together with obviously, you know, all the social distancing practices in place. Um, because what we were hearing is how much everybody missed seeing one another and, mm -hmm. and being together in person. And I know that that's felt nationwide with everybody in our jobs, in, in our communities, whatever, however we're involved. But we did start hearing that. And so um, we are working towards, you know, safely being able to, to get back together in person um, as we can. Yeah. And I think you guys are doing a great job, you know, just again, being my first year and a member and just kind of a few months into it. 
I was still able to volunteer with my daughter, you know, making bracelets for Operation Gratitude or writing cards. Um, you know, we, we, we served at Catholic Charities and, and made dinner with our masks on and served that way. And then the last thing that we did was really kind of fun was the chalking event. And so there was a retirement home that right before National Senior Citizens Day, um, they wanted people to come decorate the sidewalk so that when they come out and they take their walks, they can actually see positive messages or that people love them and care about them. And so we signed up with a bunch of other, you know, mother-daughter duos. And I just thought it was really fun. I mean, yes, we got to spend time with our um, daughters, but we also got to meet new people. I was so impressed at all the work that people did. And there were some residents that came out and walked while we were um, decorating the, the sidewalk and made comments too. So you know that there are ways that you can still give back and um, serve these philanthropies that so desperately still need that as well. Um, but just in different ways. And I think the National Charity League, um, especially here in Fort Collins, is doing a great job giving those opportunities to the members as well as to the philanthropies so that we can figure out how to continue to spread that care and that love within our community. So I think you guys yeah. are doing a great job. Well, yeah. thank you. Absolutely. We, um, you know, we couldn't do it without everybody's help and and identifying those areas where we're like, hey, maybe we could do something with this. I mean, just mm -hmm. you, you just really had to sit down and think, okay scrap everything we've been doing um, and just let's just start with a blank slate and how to, mm -hmm. how do we bring happiness to others and, um, and do it differently. So uh, it's been fun. It's that's kind of in my wheelhouse is to be creative and, and mm -hmm. figure out some different ways to bring people together or to express gratitude to others. And um, so that's been even though a lot of work, it's been really fun to figure that out. And I, I can't help but to think that some of what we're doing now, we'll keep on doing even mm -hmm. after we're able to, you know, turn back to whatever normal is. I think there are, we're, we're learning some great lessons that there are some things we can continue to do. And it unfortunately took this to get us there. But, you know, there's always silver linings. And I think for NCL, this is definitely even one of them. And, and I have to get uh, kudos to our national organization. They are putting out some great content for uh, virtual content for our members to engage with. And, um, you know, I really credit for them for, for doing that as well, because that's definitely helped the local chapters provide additional resources to, um, to our membership to, to follow and to get engaged. Yeah, and I love what you said too. I love this conversation exactly like what you said about instead of just sitting back and saying, "Ugh, you know, we can't do anything that we planned," but it's taking a step back and just wiping it clean and saying, "Okay, this is what it is. You know, how are we going to make it work from here? And let's be creative. Let's think outside the box. I think that in a lot of different areas of our life, not just giving back, but in businesses and in you know." Um, not being able to see your loved ones, right? Not being able to travel, things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that can make people have the mindset of just either giving up and saying, well, I'm just going to wait this out, you know? Um, but instead saying, okay, we have to deal with what we can deal with, but how can we deal with it from a different perspective? So I love what you said about just finding some different things that may stick afterwards, which would be really cool because you probably wouldn't have found those types of avenues if we did not have this pandemic. So I love that outlook of, you know, we are in this current state, but there's things that we can still do. And who knows, like, 
you know, it might stay afterwards and we would still love to continue to do some of the things that we picked up doing. Um, But I love, I love that attitude and that outlook as well. Um, You know, turning it back to you, you know, you've been in for many more years than I have, you know, so what might be something that you and Carly, your daughter have done together that you maybe you've had, had experience that touches your heart that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I did this with her before she heads off to college or that makes you think, I'm going to continue to, you know, give back in this way. Yeah. So um, when we first joined and we went to our first chapter meeting, which would have been, I think, in the spring of her sixth grade year, I don't have all my timing worked out, but um, we were, I remember we were driving to the chapter meeting and um, (laughs) she was not happy about this. She was like, why are we going? And I don't understand what this is about. And what are you signing me up for? You know, all this good stuff. And we got to the chapter meeting and this is where they kind of just gave you the overview and they had a lot of fun activities planned. She, she saw a lot of girls there from her school and met a lot of new ones. And, and so, you know, driving home, she said, um, she said, that was so much fun. Thanks mom. And that was the same time that she identified that I wanted to be president of the local chapter. So she was watching things really closely. Um, but one of the first philanthropies that we did was, um, with Pathways Hospice here in town and, they um, every summer and in the winter would do a remembrance service and invite, uh, you know, folks to that. And we were, um, they always ask for freshly baked goods for this remembrance service. And they also in the summertime uh, service would release butterflies and and folks could um, release butterflies in memory of a a lost um, loved one. And so I have this great recipe that I always make during the holidays of these sugar cookies. And so we did cut out butterflies for it and decorated them. And, and then we went to the event and, and served them after the service and served punch and, and the cookies. And um, that was our first one. And she was just so touched, as was I. I had recently, just a couple years before, had, had lost my mother. And I, and I knew the value of hospice from that experience. But... For her, I think it just really opened her eyes to a lot, and um, she just—I don't know—it just clicked. It was like this is what we're meant to do, and from then on, you know, it's been really fun. We've helped um, set up for some of the galas for some of the nonprofits, and she's always really loved um, uh, the Humane Society here in town, and we've set up for that that gala. Um, we've also helped with some other ones where she's helped work a check-in table for some of the special events and I never will forget uh, one of them she we were working it together and you know people come up and give you their last name and we've given their name tag and so I'm I'm trying to help guide her <laughs> at one point she looked at me she's like I got this like I'm I got this I'm almost like go away but she didn't really say that um and that was just really fun to see that this is working and that's exactly what what it's meant to do so um all of them have been every philanthropy that we've done has been so special in their own way. And I, you know, we've not walked away from any of them where we've been dissatisfied. And, and in fact, I think there's a lot of success stories of our, of our girls who go through this program. And by the time they get to their senior year, sometimes this exposure they've had has helped guide them into a profession. And I think that that's definitely, you know, what we want to, um, 
happen if, if it works out that way. So I, yeah, it's just, we've, there hasn't been one single one that we've not appreciated um, serving or being, um, you know, exposed to what they do. Yeah. And I love that it starts as early as getting into seventh grade, because I was going to ask you, you know, with your daughter, um, did you see this shape some of her decisions then throughout the next few years of her life, you know, while she's still in high school? Yeah, I think, you know, what I've seen is just um, her compassion really flourish. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's always been a compassionate kiddo. I mean, you know, save the roly polies when she was little. I mean, she's, she's always been that way, but I just really see it flourish in her. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, she's just, she just wants to give back. And for me, it's about educating her on what philanthropy really is. And it is really about the betterment of humankind. And we do that in so many different ways. So it, it can be through service. It can be through dollars. It can be through, you know, um, uh, thought. It can be through all sorts of ways. And so I, you know, she just is really, um, I think she's just flourished from it. And she's just really enjoyed it. And, you know, she has had opportunities to join other organizations and she just wants to stick with this one. She just really, really wants this to be her focus. Yeah. I love that. You know, and you had mentioned, you know, you can give back in different ways with NCL. And I noticed that. So for people that are listening that might think, well, I don't have a daughter, I have a son or I don't have children. You know, there are still ways that you can help this organization, even if you're not actually in there and, and in a member, as a member, I should say, I know that there is um, a donation page when you go and visit the national organization page that we're going to have in the show notes. Um, but you can still give back and you still still can support this organization, whether it is um, financially or maybe if you have a certain philanthropy that you think, oh my gosh, they need this. They need these volunteers of mothers and daughters that might need some help um, doing a project or whatever it is. And so for those of you listening, I also want you to think about other ways that you can support this organization, even though you're not part of the organization in there, you know, as a mother and daughter, right? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, so many of us know of nonprofits out there who could use more volunteers or some help. And so if they, they know of those, you know, we would love to get connected with them. Um, if they have friends who have daughters and think this might be a great fit for them, recommend them. Um, yeah, there's, you know, and, and again, to your point, the, um, giving back on the NCL website. If, if you believe in what we do and the impact we're making, then there are ways to, to show that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time. I always like to ask my guests, you know, one last question and I'd love to hear what your response is, but what might be one piece of advice that you could share with my listeners just about them getting themselves out there and making the world a better place? Yeah, it's, um, I think it's our responsibility to do that. And uh, it, it's different for everybody. And, um, but I think as human beings, it's our responsibility to, to get out and, and give back. And what you receive in return is far greater than what you give. And I always say that, you know, 
for me, it's about what I feel in my heart after doing this. And so it is as much, um, it's more meaningful to the giver than, than, um, than they may think. So get out there and it's small things. It doesn't have to be anything big. It's just, you know, if it's putting a quarter in, in a collection jar, put the quarter in the collection jar, jar, if that makes you feel good. I mean, Nancy Hill's kind of been about, you know, building young philanthropists and, and it kind of starts with giving a flower to somebody or, um, so just start somewhere. It's our responsibility. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, Colleen, for your time. And thank you so much for sharing about National Charity League with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World. And thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This is Loudspeaker.